it is again, that Jimi Hendrix style national anthem. I love that. Yeah. You know what that sound means, Seb? It means, Dren, that it's another time for an episode of America's America's Greatest greatest Rock rock Band. band. It's the only podcast about music. The podcast that once and for all gets to the bottom of who is who is America's greatest greatest rock rock band. band. And, you know, uh, you know, Dren and I, we butt heads a lot. We're contrarians. We like to think of everything from a kind of a centrist, logical perspective. That's right. Facts and don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about the feelings. And uh, everyone knows since last we spoke with our, our guest last week, it's Meatloaf is America's Greatest Rock Band. Uh, this is a guy who we talk about Jim Steinman, John Runyon, lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles, earnestness, uh, that the whole thing was a parody of Bruce Springsteen, apparently, and that, uh, that there's, there's themes of good and evil. So Meatloaf, uh, it comes along, and he kind of creates America's Greatest Rock Band. And, Dren, I don't know about you, but this is, we're in week whatever of um, getting yelled at for when we go outside. Go outside. And, it's and unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I, I'm seeing less and less people outside, and I'm getting even more yelled at now when I'm doing my week my spitting because i I, gotta spit that's what i do it's like it helps me relax and all the and i and i like to touch stuff and people screaming yelling at me everyone i I don't understand it's like the less people there are outside the more i'm getting yelled at how does that work yeah and they have these you know sub-zero masks or whatever and i can't hear what they're saying i can't hear what anybody's saying people are yelling and it's it's one of these you know someone's gonna have to educate this uh Cuomo fella because you know last time I checked we didn't live in Nazi occupied France we lived in America and I should be able to get a haircut and uh you know I've been thinking long and hard but maybe it's time to leave New York City no uh you think that I might I think I'm I think I'm gonna leave New York City I'm gonna do an American tour I'm gonna go to every major city especially ones that don't really follow these arcane rules. And I'm going to shake some hands. I'm going to hug some people and I'm going to get the message out that you can be free and you can do whatever you want. And it's because wow. it's America. This it's is America. not, we, I'm, and I'm, and I hate, and I, and I hate it. I so hate it. anyway, I, I like my, I like having my freedom and uh, I resent uh, uh, Cuomo and his goons going around telling me what freedoms I can or can't have. And so if you're, uh, if you're listening, Chris Cuomo, we're coming for you. And take that however you want. But just like we've trying to figure out who killed Razzle, we're going to figure out, Chris Cuomo, what your whole deal is. Well, yeah. And uh, that being said, uh, we're going to Your days are numbered. That Your days are numbered. Anyway, uh, we got very excited for our guest today. This is a guy who is a, he's a guy that knows a lot about music and a lot about um, the arts, I guess you could say. Comedy is the thing that we talk about with a, a man like this. And uh, you all know him. He's been on television. He's been on uh, MNM podcast. Network. He's been on podcasts. It's Chris Gethert. Chris, thank you for joining the show. Such a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for doing it. And so, Chris, uh, how are you faring in this brave new world order that we are currently living in? You must be pissed as hell guy like you well i mean yeah i mean i think i'm no i'm known for getting pissed as hell and flying off the handle right that is kind of my public reputation so it's happened a couple times i'm a 
you know, I'm just sorting out some real estate deals that have gone awry in the face of all this, uh, this mm. madness. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying yeah. to sort that out. You know, I'm so sorry to hear that is, um, this economy is just a disaster. It was so good. Oh yeah. We got to get so the economy back. Long. And we yeah. got to get it. Now it's, now it's trash and it's probably affecting your real estate business. Priority number one. Yeah. And I'm trying, I got this co-op board. They won't let me move and I'm sending them links to the New York state essential services. I'm saying, look under section 11, residential moves are listed as essential. Chris Cuomo himself signed off on it. Right. Let's of get course. it popping. Let me move. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, this, this is a great, this is a great example. You, Chris, you're a small business owner. You own a, a co you own a co-op or you own the, uh, you're, I don't own the entire like a landlord. You're like no. a landlord. And so you're trying to get your, uh, you guys, your free money. And you guys are feeling it harder than anybody. Yeah. I mean, I own, uh, I don't, right. I don't own a place I rent. I own a place. Where right. I live, right. But yes. yeah, yes. close, close. Yeah. So yeah, you you're not be able to make money off the place that you rent that you rent your money from. And these people too. live in and and, and uh, you know I've I talked about this before a little bit, but you know it feels like a couple of months ago everybody was talking about free healthcare, free college, free, and now nobody wants to work, and now land, landlords like Chris are unable to get any money and get any of their real estate businesses off the ground, and it's just a disaster. I I didn't. Sorry. I just want to. I didn't really say any of that, but uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't think we have real time. Estate, to... We're talking about real estate. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about the economy being tanked. And all I could say is, thank goodness we're going to return back to normalcy. Joe Biden can't wait for that. So, um, Chris, now we're not here to talk about real estate or all of your other side business ventures. Uh, also, as a small business owner, thank you for your service. But uh, we're here to talk about music and. You know what music is, correct? Yeah, I've heard music, yeah. Great, because awesome. like, we talk about music a lot in this podcast, and over the years, we, uh, over the months, we've been kind of realizing like, oh, there's these layers to music. It's not just drum or song or singing and lyrics and things like this. There's, uh, there's, yeah, there, sometimes it has deeper meaning, like Meatloaf and Devo did parody and satire and um, uh, bands like The Germs, they were successful at rock and roll because they, they sounded like they didn't know what they were doing. And that was, that made that them good. ZZ Top played Boogie Blues. ZZ Top played Boogie Blues, exactly. Uh, Dvorak, you know, The Breeders. The list goes on and on. Black Dice. But- Yeah, those, uh, are, those are bands, yeah. Those are bands. Yeah. And, they're not the greatest bands, Meatloaf is, but uh, you came along and uh, you have a very interesting band. Now, so who are you here to talk about? Well, when I heard that we're supposed to discuss, I believe it's the, the greatest American rock band, right? That's Absolutely. right, America's greatest rock band. And then I'm sitting here thinking, I tried to think of the perspective, not of whose music do I enjoy the most. Oh, this is a band I do truly love, definitely one of my top bands, but I'm, I'm thinking, who is the most American rock band? So I wanted to talk with you about a band who I'm sure you know, uh, The Replacements. I think they're- Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we know uh, Yeah, we know The Replacements. The Replacements, of course, uh, is uh, a British television drama series. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong replacement. The Replacements, of course, are 
uh, American rock band from Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1979, yeah. initially punk rock band. They are considered one of the pioneers of alternative rock and composed of Paul Westberger, Bob Stinson, Wester- and Tommy Stinson. And, so, and um, for most of Chris Mars's career, would you agree yeah. with this? Yeah, you agree uh, with that? Well, yeah, I mean, the only thing I would agree with is that it's Westerberg, not Westberger. Outside of Westberg, that, though, Westerberg. outside of that, you, you, Westerberg. you nailed it. Yeah, Wester, Westerberg. Great. Um, and the Minneapolis, now that's the same. We've talked in, in the podcast before with Prince. Uh, Prince, no longer, obviously, America's greatest rock band, probably America's 14th, 15th greatest rock band at this point. If uh, he started touring more, maybe he would pump up there but well he's deceased he's recently right of course yes yes. prince is dead prince is dead but um the replacements now they're in the same town as prince uh yeah they're from minneapolis that was one of the things i was thinking was like for me if you're going to be america's greatest greatest rock band i think there's something cool in the mythology of coming from the midwest the heartland not from one of the entertainment hubs. I think there's something very pure about that. Yeah. These kids, the replacements who were kids, they found each other in this, uh, this working class area of Minneapolis and they, they made something of themselves. I think that's very, very the mythology of the Midwest. Exactly. Yes. And yes. these are like bands like the doors and uh, Velvet, Velvet Underground. Underground. So, so those kind of well, the heartland. I don't, uh, I, I believe Vel- the, I mean the Velvet Underground. I think was a, if I remember right, New York City based art project. I don't know if that right. screams Midwest, but right, right, right. So I guess agree to disagree. And, and the so Doors, the- I got to say, the Doors, I know almost nothing about. Uh, hmm. pr- I would say proudly. Oh well, the Doors are you know th- this is a band that is like Joy Division, Counterculture, uh, and uh, yep. Jim Van Morrison. Well, I know. <laughs> UCLA art rock UCLA is kind really? of that's that's their Nietzsche. thing but Nietzsche. Well, I know yeah Nietzsche. Jim Morrison Ray Kazmarek right was that is that the other guy's name sure like yeah, yeah. the doors yeah. were never my thing in college everybody who liked the doors too much uh, was someone who I I didn't jive with so I just never dove in I hear that yeah our last guest we talked about the doors really fucked us up but the replacements now are so this is a band that comes along. They're from Minneapolis and they come along and these are, you know, after Meatloaf, after all these other bands and Westberger, Wester, Westerberger. Paul, Paul comes along and, and this is another th- theme I'm seeing. We have Bob Stinson and Tommy Stinson. So this a is yet again, another brother band. Yeah. But some real, real fascinating dynamics there too. Mm, uh, kind of like a beach boys type situation. In uh, some ways, Dan some Hale. tension, and well, you know, it's uh, when you when you learn about the replacements. Bob Stinson had a lot of problems with alcohol and drugs, and Tommy right. Stinson was only, I believe, fourteen when when he joined the band, and kind of him wow. and Paul became a little more connected than him and his own brother, and there was some tension and competition there. So it had some. They think, switched brothers. Paul swapped brothers. He became a different. He became brothers with a different man. Tommy developed a brother-like relationship with Paul, whereas oh, whereas Bob and his problems maybe dictated uh, them all growing apart. Honestly. Tommy and Paul were now Tommy. brothers. Tommy and Paul Bob, brothers. Bob was, you know, too bad for Bob. And so 
these Paul, guys come out. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was I was going to say Paul. So uh, Paul, a grown man, uh, forms kind of a, a bond kinship with this fourteen-year-old uh, boy, uh, Tommy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Like that's, Tommy's the Who. Tommy's the Who. Tommy oh, McNamara. Yeah, Tommy Who. Tommy McNamara also was a, a boy who would uh, take his shirt off. <laughs> took his shirt off for pictures. Anyway, that's from that's from uh, when Tommy came on to talk about Smashing Pumpkins. But uh, tell us a little bit more about the replacement. What about their music, uh, Chris? Would you say is um, what sets them apart from these other kind of again getting into this punk rock thing? I I in all earnesty, earnestness, uh, 90% of our guests have all talked about punk rock music, especially guys like us. Uh, but what about this type of punk rock made this a little bit different? Well, I, I think one of the things that's really great about the, re the replacements is, you know, punk was a thing. I think, I think punk, you know, obviously uh, extended to Britain as well with the Sex Pistols and the Clash, but I, I think of punk as being born out of New York City, the Ramones. CBGB. Heads. Yes, exactly. And then it spread across. Paramore. Well, uh, heads. Talking he yeah, heads. You know, all that scene. So in my five. The replacements started out with a lot of that thrashy punk, but then as they kind of grew up and it became clear that Paul Westerberg was a really, really fantastic songwriter, you start to hear that they, they start bringing in all these things that are maybe a little smarter than punk and are rooted in American blues, country music. You start to hear all that stuff really mix in with the punk, and I feel like it turned into a music that's very, very distinctly its own thing. And again, one of the things that I would say makes me think of the replacements in terms of all these influences got kind of sucked up and filtered through punk rock and then it sort of stopped even being punk rock. It turned into this amalgamation of all these different American styles. Amalgamation. amalgamation. I like American that. styles. And so when you talk about, that's interesting. So in American styles, we have things such as Boogie Blues, ZZ Top. Um, you, you have Aerosmith, you have his uh, brother Elliot Smith. Yeah, Elliot Smith, exactly. And then you have obviously the levitating drum set, Molly Crew. And so these are all the styles that kind of come into play when you're talking about this amalgamation. I love that word. And is that that's kind of a new word, right? Is, is that kind of you, that's you, did, is that did you make that word or no? I want to be oh. clear. <laughs> That word did exist before I said it. Oh, okay, of course. Very it's cool. Kind of an amalgamation of letters that I haven't heard before. Yeah, well, I'm happy to introduce you guys to, uh, you know, an expanded horizon. The new words. Uh, thank you. And um, so we have these styles, American styles, specifically American styles. That, and the replacements come along and they just amalgamate them, which is, I imagine, what the verb form of that word is. But how is this any different than kind of that other Midwest? We have like band such as Devo from Ohio. This is a Midwest punk band. I love Devo. Um, are, uh, they, Devo's great. They play with broken instruments. And so what ha what does replacements do what do the replacements do to kind of set themselves apart in that way is it do they 
combine yeah. instruments. This is a great point because it does seem like we hear about uh, this band is punk because they play broken stuff or this band is punk because they don't know how to play music. Like uh, the Stooges. Punk seems to be some kind of um, amalgam amalgamation of uh, different uh, kind of ideas that um, manifest differently depending on who the punk is at the time. Mm. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I guess that's very astute in its own way. I think, you know, I think when you talk about what sets the replacements apart, I mean, first, I mean, their music is, is fantastic. Some of the songs you listen to them and they're undeniable, but I also think the, the legend of the replacements um, sounds like, you know, you guys don't know much about them, but one of the things they were famous for was this, their live shows, you never knew if it was going to be sort of, you know, this incredible tight show or if they were going to show up really drunk and it would be mayhem. There's, there's a lot of famous stories about them showing up and never even getting to a point where they played any of their own songs because they were so messed up and tearing down the curtains on the stage. And they were also really uh, very self-sabotaging with that. Like they sort of always felt like they should have been breaking through to the mainstream. They, they opened for REM for a while, which is another great band and, and sort of felt like we should have that level of success and then every time they would have an industry showcase they would invariably self-sabotage it and get in a fight on stage or show up blitzed and there's just this kind of like the ramones kind of a similar brother band where they would hurt each well, other the ramones weren't actually that was a stage name that the oh so the, joey yes, ramones name was jeff jeff hyman and d ramones right douglas colvin and then they became brothers on stage once they took the name Ramon. It's yeah, kind of I mean, like Paul and Tommy became brothers. Well, actually, I feel like with the Ramones, Johnny and Joey Ramon actually really hated each other. I don't think they had a very mm. brotherly. So this is more of like in the kind of the talk about these like big live shows, big dramatic. This is kind of we're talking gore now a little bit kind of like no gore. I mean they don't have like a fifteen foot penis spraying fake cum on the crowd that's more right Lars thing is more like this cartoonish superhero uh, horror, horror uh, imagery I, the replacements were very much uh, I would say like a stripped down pure straight ahead rock and roll band kind of like Brainiac no gimmicks no beards no shaved heads I mean I don't know what hairstyles they had throughout their lives. But I don't think that you would say that's the beard uh, band. I mean, ZZ Top is a, a beard. The Breeders had no hair. ZZ Top had it down. Replacements. Did the Breeders have no hair? I didn't know that about the Breeders. I mean, that's... They, they refused to wear wigs. They uh, were very proudly bald women. Yeah, that's what I have written down. And then New Love Crowd comes along and kind of changes it, flips that on its head. After Who's it? I don't, I don't even know if I'm aware. New Love Crowd? New Love Crowd. They Love did crowd. t-shirt design and were a little bit of everything. And um, uh, American rock band. It's an American rock band. That's what I have for them. New Love Crowd came on to tell us about how New Love Crowd was America's greatest rock band. And then, of course, you have Lightning Bolt. So, but the replacements okay. Okay. come along yeah. and this is, this is no gimmick, self-sabotaging, punk rock amalgam music. I would, I would say that's 
Fair, yeah. And, and I would say they, they hit a point where there's an album called Let It Be. Um, the thing, oh, Claire O'Kane. Uh, what about Claire O'Kane's album, she, Let It Be? She has an album called Let yeah. It Be. Oh, yeah, right. Actually, well, she was a guest on our show, actually. Yeah, Claire's, yeah. Claire's a friend of mine. She's re- really so f- great and funny and cool. Um, I feel like maybe Claire, like, you know, the Beatles had an album called Let It Be. So it was very funny when the replacements named their album Let It Be. And I feel like maybe yeah. Claire was extending that. I've, it would also be funny for me to continue this joke of naming an album Let It Be. I almost, yeah, I guess. I was probably I guess, the replacements reference uh, Claire made. Was the Claire, was oh, Claire. Because people keep mentioning this like Claire O'Kane's Beatles band. Funny. We'll name our yes. album Let It Be, which is also, that'll be funny. And it'll be like kind of a nice homage to Claire. Yeah. I think it's it. probably more homage to Claire than this band. Because again, you're like the 80th guest that have mentioned this Beatles band. And we've looked at the archives. There was almost nothing we could find about this American rock band Beatles. So, Oh, well that's, if you're, if you're only looking under like lit, like, are you clicking list of American rock bands and then yep. scrolling out to be, well, yep. they're, they're actually from England. Oh, but we did, oh, we already did Britain's greatest rock yeah, band. Yeah. Yeah. That's and interesting that they, they didn't come up. They didn't really come up. It's, it's muse. It's pulp. It's up. Oh, it's muse and Wait, or pulp. kind of muse and pulp. Yeah, those really? are Britain's greatest rock band. Yeah, ahead of the Beatles should. and the Rolling Stones and the, the, the Smiths. But yeah, when we when we it was our episode was really only one episode, and uh, we kind of came on. I made the argument for Muse because I had just seen a Watchmen at the time, one of my all time favorite movies. This is a movie that really speaks to guys like us, and uh, Muse did a lot of music for that, and I thought that was cool because they're kind of this anarcho-libertarian set of Rorschach. So that's why Muse is Britain's greatest rock band. And then Drennan said, what about Pulp? Yeah, and I kind of let him have that one. We kind of got we the recording time, the start time wrong. So we were we would have both been talking about the same band, but we kind of recorded separate at different times. So it ended up, we were both kind of talking about two different bands. And um, I just ended yeah. up with Pulp. So, and we figured it was just too complicated to get to a different country. So let's keep it to America. So uh, the replacements. Uh, great. Great. So, so if I'm, if I'm understanding what you're saying about replacements, it's um, uh, uh, hard, hard life, middle-class heartland America. Yeah. Mythology. Work, working class being kids who feel like you can't bust out of the the shackles of what you were born into, feeling like your parents' expectations are, are something you need to push through and you don't know if you're going to be able to get there. Like they, they have a song called Here Comes a Regular that I, I, I would say is one of the greatest songs ever mm. written. And it's all about being a regular at a, at a townie bar as everybody else kind of fades away and moves on and starts their real lives and you're still showing up there every night. And it's such a mm. sad, heartbreaking song, but I think the story of so many people who live hard lives in small American towns. It's like a bad out of hell. Well, that's, are you talking to someone else? Hmm? No, like a bad out of hell. That's like a song but by after James that, Steinman. But then hmm? after, after you said bad out of hell, it sounded like you, are you like ordering food or something? I wish. No, I uh I was with my landlady. 
she's not well. She's 96 years old, and uh, I have to give her a mask every two hours, a new mask every two hours, because she's very afraid of getting sick. It's stupid, whatever this is, this war that we're having. Anyway, that was her, and she's fine now, but um, she's a piece of work, I tell you what. Anyway, so the replacements come along, and this is being kids who can't bust one out, and that really resonates to me personally. I, I feel like I try to bust out of this goddamn apartment, you know, which I can't anymore. I can't. I'm not allowed to. And, uh, and we'll uh, let it be. I feel very so, we'll let it be. I th- and so, you know, we, we like to usually wrap up these casts with, um, we try to find a song that sort of encapsulates these bands. Like you're, like you're saying, Replacements has this amalgamation of music and all these great songs, Let It Be and stuff. And so we went to- No, the, they have an the, album. I have an album called Let It Be. They don't have a song called Let It Be. Right. And albums are kind of like songs, but there's um, like more of them. Longer, it's longer song. Um, but the album al- is Let It Be. The chapter is titled. Yeah, well, that's the song I mentioned is not on the album Let It Be. <sighs> okay. Uh, and yeah, an album, I would say, is more like a collection of songs that people... Right. Right, exactly. Think about how all the songs fit together, and then you might have a single, which is just a song. Single song, a single song. And then the single will have a B-side, which is... Single, two, B, C. Got it. Numbers and letters. So So we went... We like to do at this point is, you know, we hear your argument. Uh, We've done some research, Seb and I. Uh, we dig, we dig deep into the uh, message boards. We go uh, mm-hmm. to bombs world because we're not allowed to use YouTube anymore, and we try yeah. and track down like what everybody says is like this band's best song. So, so nine we, gag. We use nine gag now. I'm not familiar. Uh, and so this was kind of the song that kept popping up, and so we'll give a listen to see if we can get kind of that feel for that replacement sound. Washington 20, Dallas 17, Washington goes to the playoffs. I totally hear what you're talking about. I wish you could swim. Yeah. Uh, you guys. Dolphins. You. Like dolphins can swim. Maybe you guys could just pause it. I love it. Can we pause it? I'm hearing everything. Uh, sure. That's not, uh. That this, sounds- is repl- this is from the YouTube called The Replacements Ending HD. Yeah, I had a feeling that I think that's I think that's a clip from a sports movie. Yeah, but yeah, this no, song we can be heroes. Is this is not a replacement song. song. This is not no. a um well I mean the description is this is epic. So I don't care what anyone says, this is one of the best football movies ever made. So, yeah, this so, movie is called The Replacements. That song, that song is We Can Be Heroes. That's a different song. That's interesting. So there's that's kind not of, the they, Replacements. They, did the, they so kind of kind jumped the shark, it. if you will, and they made yeah, a that's movie David, about... That's, well, that's David Bowie. He's another... I know who that is. He's yeah. another, so there you have it. It didn't come up in your wow. British discussion? I hear everything that you're saying right here. There's a you guys talked about Muse and Pulp, and David Bowie didn't come up as one of the great British acts? What's that? David Bowie didn't come up in the Britain episode. Uh, uh it didn't. We didn't really have time for it. It didn't yeah. seem like it was just pertinent. Muse and Pulp. It just didn't seem pertinent. It didn't seem like, as you a say, clash? an amalgamation. 
The clash didn't come up. Well, it's yeah, no, so sex pistols, the buzzcocks. So you have a working class Midwestern mythology family band of brothers that little Tommy switch the Swiss brothers. Little Tommy is not no longer a boy, and the amalgamation of American styles. Uh, and I gotta say, especially after that audio clip, uh, yeah. you know what? I didn't think I'd be hearing myself say this, but Chris Gether, I think. We agree the replacements are America's greatest. That rock wasn't band. the replacements. That wasn't them. And so thank you so you much for coming song on. That I this said about this. We don't have I'm access regular. to all the music. We, our Spotify account got hacked. We the favorite thing doesn't exist on YouTube at this point. We keep it, getting yeah. docs by these my favorite things record labels. labels. No, that's a song. That's track two of Let It Be. Favorite I I'll look it up, but I will have to do it in post. Unfortunately, yeah, I have replacements ending HD. I think that this is the song to hear. Uh, you're going to love this band. Ending HD. I have a one-year-old and so many things to do. Great. And so thank you for your service. Thank this you whole time, service. my wife, my wife yeah. who has a bad back has been tending to the kid on her own. What and that's, and we uh, thank her for her service. We'd love to have her on the show. She knows a oh, lot yeah. about music. She knows a lot more than you two, Jamokes. Okay, well, you know, it's always a uh, fair, it's a very it's a safe space. Everyone's afraid. So thank you so much, Chris Gethard. He, uh, is there anything you want to plug, by the way? I'm good. Great. I'm really good. And so there you have it. Uh, Chris Gethard makes a compelling, very, very compelling argument for the replacements. Uh, we thank him for his uh, for coming on the podcast. I don't know why it got under my skin so much that you didn't play a replacement song right there. I don't know why it, it got will, under my skin, but it made me feel. Well, well, you know, we, we always end the podcast with another great replacement song. And well, so why am the fuck were you mentioning Meatloaf over and over again? What was this? And so the ending, we're going to end the podcast with our America's Greatest Rock Band replacement. And here's the song, and it's the same song. I wish you could swim Like dolphins Like dolphins can swim For nothing Nothing will keep us together